0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today.
1: All right, welcome back for hour number three of Fantasy Sports Today. That's right, three! (laughs) Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina along with George Kurtz and the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle. Uh, Big weekend in terms of waiver wire activity in fantasy baseball. Game of Thrones series finale. And, uh, yeah, we always talk a little of football. We talked a little uh, Jets earlier in the show. And uh, we were trying to, you know, just take a quick look, uh, I know it's way early in the preseason for fantasy football, but uh, you know, just uh, you know, with, with drafts, uh, the NFL draft uh, was done about a month ago, whatever. So we talked to AFC East, AFC North. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, AFC South real quick there, George. Uh, this is a very competitive division. When you look at the teams involved here, you've got uh, Texans finished 11-5 uh, last season. Uh, Colts really uh, rebounded, you know, with uh, Andrew Luck finally uh healthy having a good offensive line protecting him they ended up uh, 10 and 6 uh titans always seem to find a way to, to win games uh mark was uh, led by marcus Mariota at that nine and seven last season and the jaguars uh, took a real step back after uh the previous season basically just being you know uh, a heartbeat away from uh, uh beating the uh, the patriots and the, the competing in the Super Bowl, they ended up at 5-11. and 11. So this could turn out to be a very, very competitive division, George.
2: Oh, I think you could make an argument you know, top to bottom. This is the best division in football, right? Yes, you I, can. Mean, yeah, uh, so what, I agree. Mm-hmm. What division is better? I mean, all all the teams, uh, Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. right? They're, uh, uh, we're talking playoff teams, Tennessee. They are all should be battling each other. I don't know if there's another division you could say that about. You know, you know, the mm-hmm. AFC East is, is, is a disaster, right? Do you want to go, uh, let's look at divisions real quick here. There another division where we have four teams that are legit playoff contenders, Raiders no in the West. East, we already talked about South is good. North has the Bengals, so forget that. You look at the mm-hmm. NFC, you got the Giants in the East. Forget about it. Washington, too, for that matter. <laughs> Detroit's not really a threat in the North. South, I don't know, Buccaneers, I doubt it. And the, uh, the West, you have the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so I mm-hmm. I'd say this is the, probably the best competitive division in all of football. I, I think it's going to be uh gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. Andrew Luck's mm-hmm. back, right? Now being an elite quarterback, yeah. and we're much more confident in taking him this year in drafts. You're not worried mm-hmm. about it. Nick Foles in Jacksonville, yeah, he's gonna cure all their ills. I don't think so. I have major doubts about uh Nick Foles plus Leonard Fournette, what's going on there. That's uh, that's a disaster waiting to happen, uh at least in yeah. my mind. Ten- Tennessee Tennessee, like, I lose losing Mariota. Yeah, but they well, gave look, up with Yeah, yeah. That that defense, uh, one, I think they got tired of the offense not being able to pull their weight, and they just said, "Screw it, we're done." Tired, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that, and I don't, I don't know how that works. Yeah, you know, and I said, I don't think Foles is the uh, the end all to be all there. Tennessee with Mariota—is he the answer to all their problems? Oh man. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Him and Winston and Tampa Bay—they came out in the same draft, right? Uh, both teams mm-hmm. may end up moving on from these guys at the end of the year. I think it's going to be very intriguing to watch and see yeah, what do happens there with mm-hmm. both. Right? It is. It absolutely mm-hmm. is for mm-hmm. both these teams. Either put up or shut up at this point, and they both. Uh, I don't know if either one can get it done. I truly don't know mm-hmm. if either one can get it. Uh, if either team can get it done, yet. I just don't. I don't believe. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in either team. You believe in the Texans? I mean, one of their biggest needs
1: uh, this offseason has been to shore up that offensive line. uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, mobile quarterback, but still getting sacked. (laughs) <laughs> Left and right, uh, they did uh, pick up Titus Howard in the the first round, 19th overall. Uh, do you think they've done enough uh, t- to help him? You know, uh, stay on the field because eventually, you know, we saw what uh, what happened to Luck uh, when he didn't have an offensive line there.
2: These quarterbacks have to realize just because you're a mobile quarterback doesn't mean you need to run all the time. There are times you got to mm-hmm. get down, get down. All right, we've seen this. Cam Newton is built like a brick truck, a tank, yeah, he's getting hurt all the time now because you can't take all these hits over and over again, and Deshaun Watson is not built like Cam Newton, and you see it over and over again, I mean, I go back to that Cowboy game last, uh, the Sunday night game last year, he was, I thought Bill O'Brien was trying to get him killed, I thought Deshaun Watson was trying to get himself killed, he kept mm-hmm. taking shot after shot after shot, sooner or later, your offensive coordinator or Bill O'Brien has to go, you know what, three step drops, get rid of the ball, no more of this running around anymore, yeah. no more design runs, you can't do this, you're going to get him killed. All right, the NFL, running quarterback is nice, Joe. You and I want that. If I'm drafting a quarterback, I want a quarterback who can move. I understand why Haskins right. fell a little bit, but draft—he's another statue. I get that, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you need to be. You're not a running back. You can't. You're not built like that. You know, you're just not. You can't be taking these shots. You design running plays, fine. I get that, but you can't be taking these shots over and over again. I mean, it's rare. Think about it. How many running quarterbacks have a long career? in this day and age. I mean Mike Vick ended very quickly once he got started to get the injuries lined right. up, he couldn't really throw the ball. He's done. You know, he you need to be very careful with these guys if you want their career to to, to last a long time or else it's just it's not going to happen here. They need to figure out how to keep Deshaun Watson healthy, and that means staying keeping him in the pocket more. Fine, that means three step mm-hmm. drops to get rid of the ball. Fine, do what you have to do. But this is this is your job as a coaching staff. And it's your job as Watson too because part of it is his problem. Well, you know, it's the macho thing. You want to be a man. You know, these linebackers are going to kill you, all right? This is, this is their job. It's what they're built to do. And when they see you running, they want to kill you. It's, there's nothing wrong with sliding. Everybody wants you to slide. Mm-hmm. The only time you need to go for it, you know, fourth quarter, extending a drive, and you need to get that first down, fine. To get that touchdown, fine. First, second quarter, third quarter, no, not fine. Get down.
1: Right, right. Uh, What do you think of this team overall? We got uh, hopefully Will Fuller could stay on the field. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, for me, he's, you know, one of the uh, top three receivers. I know Devontae Adams getting a lot of play. Uh, But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think arguably the best wide receiver in, in football.
2: Absolutely. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. I love, uh, you know, listen, I like Deshaun Watson. We love uh, Hopkins, but they have holes in his offense. I don't know if Lamar Miller can have uh, another year like last year. He had a couple of really big mm-hmm. games. I would have thought they should have been bigger players in the Le'Veon Bell sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was very, hey, he might be was, available. If yeah that, <laughs> would, that would be just freaking wild <laughs> if they traded him now uh, i don't think that happens mind you but man, Me neither Me that, that would be interesting so anyway yeah. uh, uh lamar Millie's an he's an average running back right i mean that's, that's really what he is uh last year uh nice 4.6 yards to carry but still he only had 973 yards only five touchdowns i mean yay those mm-hmm. are uh, really pedestrian numbers outside of the uh, yards per carry there. Uh, now, they, they literally just released, uh, what, yesterday or the day before that. Uh, not that he was great anyway, and you were dying to get him. Uh, and you, let's, face, let's face it, you weren't, but they just released, uh, his name is, I can't remember right now, a tight end. Anyway, uh, whatever, he's gone. Uh, maybe the, the rookie, Kyle Waring, takes over there. Uh, Jordan Thomas, we'll see yeah, what happens Yeah, supposedly he's there, got but- some good hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, rookie tight, ends are, a tight end is a tough position to learn because not only do you have to know all yes. the receiving routes, but you need to be able to learn the blocking schemes, too. There's a lot to learn there for a tight end. That's why it's so hard for a rookie tight end to come in and really light it up. But uh, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, listen, I just completed a rookie dynasty league. You know, we had our rookie draft. I did uh, draft Kyle, uh, Kyle Warrington in the last round. So uh, there's some faith. But I know this year, it's pretty much his redshirt year. You know, we have a taxi squad. He'll be on my taxi squad. I don't expect him to contribute at all this year to my fantasy team. Maybe next year mm-hmm. or two years down the line, that's when he'll get something done here. So I think, like I said, I right. like this team. I do. But there are still holes. I said The running game right. is pedestrian, average at best. You don't. I don't know if you have a tight end on this roster you can trust. And let's face it, if DeAndre Hopkins ever gets hurt, this team's done on offense.
1: Yes. And it was uh, Ryan Griffin, I believe, was the name of the tight end you were looking for. Ryan
2: you. Griffin. That was the guy.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I think he eleven got wins on draft
2: night, real smart guy.
1: Yeah, 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 smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think they could uh, repeat the uh, eleven wins? Does it depend more on health? I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's not just. Uh, I mean, what do you think about the, their chances for repeating as as uh, the uh, division champs?
0: Well,
2: it's it it always more about on the cults, it. right? <laughs> it always depends on health, right? Everybody needs to stay yeah. healthy. Uh, the problem is, like I said, the division, uh, just for the sake of argument, everybody in the division is going to win three and 3-3 three against each other, all right? So I'm mm-hmm. going to three losses right there uh, for Houston. You open up – look at the schedule for Houston, all right? This is a nightmare. I mean a complete uh, nightmare. So, no, they're not going to go 11 wins. If I'm giving you three losses in the division, opening – opening night, go to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. That will be fun. Mm. You know, sure, sure, no problem. That's four uh, four losses right there. Uh you play Jacksonville. Then you go uh, – Week three, go with Chargers. I mean, I know they're playing in a soccer stadium. I you mean, know, pretty much my high school mm-hmm. stadium, but still, Chargers, it's the Chargers. Good team. Yeah, Chargers Play very good team. This year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may be uh, top to bottom. They may be the best team in the AFC. I mean, mm-hmm. they might be that team there. I think that's a loss. Uh, you are playing Carolina, Atlanta, back to back at home. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, you you could beat one. You could lose to both. You know, you could beat both. So I think that's another loss somewhere in there. One of those two. That's five laws. Then you're at KC. It could be six. Uh, then you get a little easier. I'm not going over divisional games. I already said they're going three and three. You get Oakland at home. That should be a victory. But then you're at Baltimore. New England. You know, you do get Denver. Uh, you're at Tampa Bay. I mean, this is a rough schedule, Joe. I think they're eight and eight. I think would be a, a pretty wow. good season for this team. You know, I think wow. I think it's going to be tough. I don't I don't think that I'm going the under. If you get to saying eleven wins the over under, I'm going mm-hmm. under. I think I would make the over under probably. I'd probably make it eight and a half, and I think mm. I would go the under.
1: Mm. Uh, how about the Colts? Uh, we talked about how they fixed their offensive line. Andrew Luck is healthy. Uh, they uh, drafted uh, Paris Campbell, give themselves a, uh, another guy other than uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, another weapon for Andrew Luck. Uh, what are we thinking about them uh, this year? Uh, you could even take a look at their, I mean, 10 wins last year. You could even take a look at their uh, 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 schedule to see if, if they have a little bit of an easier schedule than the Texans.
2: Well, they're not going to. Uh, generally, and if you're in a division, you have the same schedule, other than, what, uh, mm-hmm. two games will be a little different. So, uh, you know, once again, they got the division problem as well. Tough divisions. There's going to be a couple of losses there. They open up at the Chargers. <laughs> once again, good luck. At Chargers. You know, then okay. they get that mm-hmm. At the Chargers, yeah, it's probably a loss. Mm-hmm. Remember, they're, they're opening two games, or at Chargers, at Titans. You know, I think they're a better team than the Titans, but still, not fun. You're really hoping to go one and one there. Then week three, you get Atlanta. I was going to say, I think you're a better team than Atlanta, but that's not an easy team to face. That's going to be rough. Oakland, then you're at KC. Could easily be another loss there. And then you get Denver. You get at Pittsburgh Yeah, for joy. Uh, you do get Miami. Then uh, I'm looking at Tampa Bay again, at New Orleans. That's rough. I mean, those are losses here. I think if I was making their, their over-under, it's probably around nine. Yeah, you know, nine mm-hmm. and a half, and uh, I think I think they'll win between nine and ten games. It's you can see how this is. I think the uh, the South has the roughest schedule of any. Uh, the South play, play each other. AFC South plays the mm-hmm. uh, the NFC South, and that's rough because are a lot of good teams in there, and you're throwing those. Uh, Indianapolis throwing those conference games. We now saying you're playing Pittsburgh. You know, fun. <laughs> that's just a joy. And it looks like you you're playing uh, New England. Was there a New England game in there? No, but you're playing Kansas City. You're playing with Chargers. You play. They're playing the AFC West. Is their uh, is what they do as well. It's going to be tough to uh, for any of these teams to run away with this division. I don't think. I think because mm-hmm. they're gonna. There's so many tough games here. I think they're all going to try and win between eight and ten games. I think there'll be some losses here that'll be heartbreaking. You know because they're mm-hmm. playing so many good teams that you're going to lose games in the last you know last play of the game thirty one thirty stuff like this. I think this could happen multiple times, which could sink a, se- sink a season real quick. All of these teams. When you're playing teams that you you're definitely better than, you know the Oakland Raiders, the Miami Dolphins, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you better take care of business against those teams. You can't be losing the teams you have to beat.
1: Right. Uh, on Titans, like I said, nine and seven last season. Uh, this could be uh, the swan song for Marcus Mariota. No. Uh, they added another wide receiver in A.J. Brown. He gets back to Lady Walker, arguably his favorite uh, receiving option. Uh, what do you think about the uh, Titans and uh, Marcus Mariota?
2: Well, I agree. You know, this this could be his swan song if he doesn't play better. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, we've been, you know, it's tough of Corbett because once they get drafted in the first round, you expect them to be the next big thing. Right, I mean, uh, we do, and it just hasn't happened. Ryan Tannehill, I don't think, is a true threat to his job, not without injury. We know Tannehill's a failed starter as well, so I'm not right, worried about right. that per se. But uh, you know, they've surrounded him with better weapons, right? The running Adam game Humphreys is good with too. Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Adam mm-hmm. Humphreys helps the slot receiver there, Corey Davis, who maybe we always put too much on him. But then again, Mariota mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. to have problems getting him the ball as well. Delaney Walker, if he can stay healthy, we know is a good tight end. But we we expect more from this office, and Mariota has not been able to deliver it yet. Now, next year is a very strong quarterback draft, so I, I you do wonder, you know, I, I don't know if this team's going to fall apart to really get one of those top quarterbacks. But you wonder if they'll take a secondary one if things mm-hmm. don't work out. You know, right. and, and the next thing I wonder is this, you know, with, with uh, when it, in regards to Mariota. All right, uh, when's the big contract coming? You know, if you're going to keep him, you know, what are you going to do? You know, see where I'm going? I mean, yeah, what, you have to, what yeah. do you need to make up your mind by? You signed a four-year deal in July of 15. So that means what, 15, 16? This is his last season of that deal. You know, and what's going to happen there? You understand? Know I know uh, Mariota says he's gained, he's putting weight this offseason, good weight to try and stay healthy. All right, once again, but he's another running quarterback that don't, Take the hits, get down, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I don't know if his arm is good enough for him to do that consistently. I think he has to run to be successful. If he's not running, he doesn't have to, you know, he's not a good a thrower where he can throw himself into where he's uh, a great quarterback. So I think he's in a tough spot. My bottom line is this, Joe. I don't think he's a, a franchise quarterback. I don't.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh, I think you, you're you probably right on that. And in the less than two minutes we have, you've already discussed, and I agree with you, the concerns about Nick Foles, uh, who ha- really, when you look at him outside of uh, his time with the Eagles, has been you know, a marginal quarterback at best, right? Uh, but uh, Jaguars are all in on him. When you look at the uh, wide receivers, you know, questionable. I mean, D.D. D. Westbrook, we keep on talking about his upside, but, you know, show it to us on the field. Marquise Lee coming back from uh, uh, an injury, right? Uh, and uh, Leonard Fournette. Is Leonard Fournette? I mean,
2: yeah, there are issues. Uh, that's putting it nicely. Yeah. All right. Uh, there are issues, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. Foles has done nothing outside of being a Philadelphia, and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to work. In, uh, I just don't know what's going to work. In Jacksonville I don't I, And I don't think it will Fournette's a disaster and They probably have to Move on from eventually He's uh, a head case He's causing all sorts Of problems Got arrested Right Because he would Pay a, a speeding ticket The receiving core Is a of Number twos Right Bad Choice Over mm-hmm. and over again You really don't Have a tight end uh, This is This is a team The defense doesn't Like the offense No I don't see them Being uh, a threat This year at all It's a, a tough division But they all have a, Playing a, a, a tough
1: schedule As well So it'll be interesting All right, we'll be back. We'll turn our attention back to Fantasy Baseball, Fantasy Sports today. Sports Radio Network, Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, the fantasy prince, Sean Engel producing our show. So George is Adam Gase, the three-eyed raven. Maybe that's why he, you know, he moved the camera at the NFL draft. Maybe he didn't want anyone you know, to focusing in on you know every once in a while he gets the, the crazy eyes uh, you know, so maybe he just didn't want you know any, any memes uh,
2: being made out of him i mean my guess is that uh, <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, just, it's just it's just so weird joe it's just so weird because how do you allow that to happen where uh I'm guessing the owners didn't know about him moving away at the draft thing. Must not have known about that. Because how do you let a guy who's clearly being conniving a little bit to right, also right, be your right. GM, be at all controlling of your team? I just don't understand that. I don't understand that at all of oh, how, uh, how this could have played out here, where a guy who's done nothing, nothing at all yeah. in his history. It's not like in he has a Super Bowl he... in his back pocket. Right. <laughs> this is not like he's Bill Belichick coming to your team. Okay, I get that. Bill Parcells type. All right, I get that. Someone like that. This is not that. I, I just don't understand it. Or the hot name. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, oh, we've got to get this guy. We got You know, we have to, over, you have to overpay for free agents. We have to overpay and give this guy more control to get him to come coach your team. He's not that. I just mm-hmm. don't understand. It's at the bottom left. It. I just don't understand this of why you let him, do uh, you know, finagles. And uh, I mean, I'd be mm-hmm. pissed if I'm Chris Johnson that I had to do this. And I would, well, uh, I don't know. It's it's just it's just strange. It's really just, just a, a strange situation. Hey uh, Gates, it did a power play. You know, it's worked out for him. But, man, he's going to get crushed by the New York media if this doesn't work out. I mean, absolutely bum-crushed. Every absolutely. decision he makes yes. now is going to be uh, you know, put under a microscope of what he does. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Uh, okay, so a couple of lineups uh, trickling in. Uh, no uh, Josh Donaldson for the Braves, which means Austin Riley makes his first start at third base. Uh, His natural position will be batting fifth for the Braves, and uh, their outfield shakes out with uh, Kuna leading off in center field. Uh, Nick Markekis uh, batting cleanup in right field, and Johan Camargo in left field. So uh, uh, George Austin Riley, who's been getting off to a a white-hot start, uh, and uh, he's playing his natural position today, George.
2: Yes, no. Josh Donaldson, he's out of the lineup. Just once. It's Sunday. You know this will happen as we get closer to game time. We're going to hear a ton of guys that are out of the lineup today. They A Sunday day of rest. A lot of catchers won't play today, so uh, people, you know, need not panic if your guys not playing. It's just a day mm-hmm. of rest. Donaldson is the first of I assume many guys, many guys that we will hear is out of the lineup. I love when My phone goes off by the way, even though it's on they Do it. Not Disturb. Way to go, wow. iPhone.
1: <laughs> it's actually uh, it's yeah, on. No, do no, not. I just checked.
2: You... It is on. Do not disturb. I have no idea why this phone's going off.
1: Uh, it's got a mind of its own. Scary, scary. You
2: know, these, these smart computers and all, you know, you got Alexa here is always listening to you and our Siri is always listening to you. They probably do have a mind of their own. It's, it's, it's Terminator. It's happening.
1: I was going to say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. You know, they predicted this uh, back in the early 80s where machines would be taken over. Speaking of to terminate, did you see that uh, video of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger getting drop kicked <laughs> in the back? No, he was at some no. kind of yeah, he was at he was at some kind of function uh, in uh, South Africa, and uh, he was you know I guess I, I don't know what he was doing at this that stage but um, you know I guess he was yeah he had been attending his Arnold Classic Africa event and uh, he, you know he was his attention was diverted and somebody just came up behind him and drop kicked him. So he took it like a man. Uh, But he said, uh, uh, he tweeted, thanks for your concerns, but there's nothing to worry about. Uh, I thought I was just jostled by the crowd, which happens a lot. I only realized I was kicked when I saw the video. Like all of you, I'm just glad the idiot didn't interrupt my Snapchat. So, uh, So if you get a chance to watch the video, it's pretty, pretty interesting. So, um, there we go, and uh, yeah, uh, no Andrew Benintendi for the Red Sox today. So uh, probably just like you said, it's Sunday. It's a day of rest. Maybe Benintendi gonna have a bowl of pasta because it is Sunday, and he's got the vowel at the end of his name.
2: Once again, we're gonna hear a lot about these today, and uh, listen, nothing wrong with a little pasta. Stuff, nothing wrong at all, with little pasta. I, mm. I mind my little pasta. I, listen, I just had some pizza during the commercial. So, uh, oh, know. did you? Nice. Okay. You got to eat what you can here. i right? doing six hours of radio here. So uh, those, those three four or four-minute commercial breaks, that's uh, that's din-din, or in this case, breakfast and lunch. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Uh, so, so a couple of more uh, games uh, that took place yesterday. A's beat the Tigers 4-1. to one. Their 15th straight win over the Tigers. You're a betting man, right? I mean, do you, you automatically take the A's over the
2: Tigers today? Do I automatically take the A's over the Tigers today? I don't know about automatically. That being said, Tigers, bad, bad team. Right? Very bad team, the Detroit Tigers. They're not they're not all that very good. Now, when it when it comes to where you say automatically take a team, there are always games on the docket every week. Yeah. Every every day that we oh my god, this team's definitely gonna beat this team. The problem right. is, you know, with the spread, if you lose, you're gonna get bum crushed. That's why generally mm-hmm. when the spreads are so high, you, you parlay these games, you try and get get that spread down a little bit on the uh, on the money line there. That's what we try mm-hmm. and do. And listen, hey, I thought the Mets would win the last two games. That didn't work out so well, right? right. Who would have thought the Mets were going to lose? What's with DeGrom on Friday night? That's a killer. I mean, because we mm-hmm. all wanted the Mets, and either you're stacking them in DFS or you're betting on them, and that didn't work out. You know, and then you got you got bum crushed. You just got absolutely bum crushed there. So you got to be very careful with these games. you saying, oh, it's an easy win. You know, uh, you got to be very careful. With that. You know, uh, Stockwatch. Uh, Cam went through Stockwatch last week, Joe, and it was interesting. Where If you would have bet $100, and I understand that's a high amount, but uh, and I don't, I certainly don't bet that much on arrow. But if you would have bet $100 on just about any team, every game this season, including the teams that are playing great, you're probably still down money because of the, the mm. juice you lose when they lose. You're losing three to, three to four to one sometimes. So right. it's amazing. It, you, know, you you have to bet your dogs. That's not to say that's not to say you automatically have to you know take every dog there is, but you need to find your dogs that are going to, you know, play well for you. That are going to pay off for you because right. those are the ones that you'll make more money on.
1: Hmm. No, good point. Good point. Um. Uh. To, just uh, To let you, know, Mike. Mike is pitching for the A's. If that uh, helps you out a little bit, uh, there. How so. the hell is that guy uh, having no hitter? <laughs> exactly. Two. Right. Did he have two in his career? Yes. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that, that was second. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, So Chris Davis wasn't in the lineup yesterday, uh, just the rest day, because he's back in the lineup today batting cleanup and, and DHing. Uh, you know, he had that hip issue, but uh, since he's come back, I he's batting like 400 in his last five games with two home runs. So, uh, you know, uh, Susan Slusser covers the A's. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter. Uh, she had mentioned that it was just a, a rest day and nothing to worry about, and she was right because he's back in the lineup today. So, by the way, just let uh, you know, you to-
2: talked about the Oakland Athletics. What I'm talking about is the Athletics are minus 205. I mean, if yeah. you're betting 100, okay. you lose. Now you're losing, you're losing over 200 bucks. So, right. uh, I mean, I said better be a little careful now when you go with these things. I, that's one I, I don't trust fears enough where I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, bet him anyway because he he can get lit up. The over unders 10. Which lets you know uh, that they're expecting a lot of runs to be scored in this game. And I don't blame them. I think a lot of runs are going to be scored as well here. But as far as betting-wise, no. I'm, so you have I to I put 205 not. to win 100 back for the A's? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm. I, I'm not going to touch this game. Uh, and listen, mm. I know the Tigers are terrible. I understand that. But uh, I, don't, I just don't trust fears. I, uh, I don't trust them. I'll, I'll find At the better. same time,
1: they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do.
2: Uh, everybody's do. Uh, no, thank you. I'm going I'm to pass. Cleveland's minus two seventy. Is that the high? Is that the high on today? It is the high today. Cleveland over Baltimore is the high today, as far as uh, mm-hmm. favorites are concerned. So that's almost three to one that they think Cleveland and Bieber are going to be Baltimore. Probably a pretty good bet.
1: I need a good start from Bieber. Uh, so uh, so, do, I. so uh, do I. So do I. Yeah, yeah. Come I'm on. Right there, well, with you, Joseph? Done, yeah. <laughs> uh, I Think I need a Reds W. Reds beat the Dodgers. There you go. Reds beat the Dodgers 4-zip. Uh, Walker Bueller, 6 innings. Gave up 4 runs. Only 1 was earned. 7K, 0 walks. Jesse Winker hit his 10th home run. Cody Bellinger, 2 for 3, batting 4-09. Break up the Reds, George. I didn't notice this, but uh, they're after an, a 1-8 and eight start, 20-17 and 17, since that 1-8 and eight start. Uh, Tyler Malley, six shutout innings yesterday. Nick Senzel, one for four from the leadoff spot for the Reds. Uh, you happy with what you've seen with him so far? Uh, I know the two thirty eight batting average, but three home runs, four stolen bases. I mean, it's not like he's getting uh, annihilated, right? I mean, he's hanging in there. I mean, you want to see that batting average a little higher, but basically it's just about like a week and a half or so. But uh, the three home runs and four stolen bases are encouraging, no?
2: He's running, which I really didn't expect to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't see that he was going to be uh, running as much here. Uh, I think I think he'll hit fine. I, I have no issues with him. Once again, outfielder too, so you can give him a little bit more patience anyway, because we need mm-hmm. all these guys here. Another top prospect, uh, another top prospect who's moved. Aren't we? Uh, isn't that strange? We're seeing a lot of top. Pro- I mean, Riley. They're forcing him to the outfield. You got Donaldson, right, Senzel, right. third base, shortstop, second base. They have that covered. Let's move him to the outfield. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not it's not such an easy transition, by the way. So, but, he's uh, a natural I, second baseman, Senzel, fine. right? I think he's actual third baseman.
1: It was a third, okay. A and then I think they, I think it's third. Uh, they, they moved him more than once, if I'm not
2: mistaken, right? Because then they, they started. Yes. the
1: Last season, yeah. I think it was third, <laughs> second, short. Leave the kid
2: alone. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I, I agree with you. You should leave the kid alone. Uh-huh. I mean, playing uh-huh. in the outfield is not so easy. You know, they just think, oh, it's like when the outfield right. and catch fly balls. You know, It's not that easy. I understand you can get away with it more in uh, Cincinnati because, let's face it, if it's a fly ball, generally it's out of the ballpark anyway. So not much to worry <laughs> about there. But it's, it's not as easy as they make it out to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, uh, for the Dodgers, Kenta Maeda to the IL this week, Supposedly a thigh issue. Is this uh, just uh, more noise in terms of uh, manipulation of that, 10 uh, day IL? Do you think George or this is something real? Supposedly uh, everything you're reading that he's probably going to come off the IL when, when ready.
2: I read it the same way you do. You read it. I think it's yeah, just, Hey, yeah. it's 10 days. So he's going to miss a start anyway. Let's put him on the DL, uh, the IL and we'll call somebody up. And we see this a mm-hmm. lot. Now, especially with pitches, he's going to miss one start. Well, you know what? Then you yeah, might as well put him on the IL and call somebody else up, and we get an extra roster spot anyway. So, yeah, I think, in mm-hmm. regards to Maeda, he will come back immediately once eligible.
1: Right. Uh, Hyun Jin Ryu, since we're talking about the Dodgers, man, he's been their ace, right? 1.72 ERA, uh, 0.73 whip. Uh, and since, since last season, George, going back to last season, his last 23 starts, 12 and 4. 1.87 ERA with a 0.899 whip.
2: Ryu's been, he, he, he has been there. The I mean, Kershaw's been very good too. And they have great mm-hmm. pitching anyway. But, but he, Ryu's been fantastic. And he, mm-hmm. uh, he's pitching better than, remember all those guys I named before? He's pitching better than all. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. and I don't know if anybody saw this coming. That's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Always going to be pitching like this. I mean, his numbers are great across the board. You already said it 1.72 ERA whip 0.73 striking out more than a batter mm-hmm. per inning five wins i mean wow the guy is great across the board that being said he screams so high to me i mean really he screams mm-hmm. so because i think you can get you should be able to get something great for him so mm-hmm. uh i'm moving him i think that's the bottom line for me is i'm moving him
1: there you go. All right.
2: And are you happy with uh, what you've seen of uh,
1: Kershaw? I mean, the numbers, I mean, it's not like he's been as dominant as we're used to seeing. But uh, still, you know, pitching pitching well. And, and you bring up, you know, I keep on going back to your, your voices in the back of my head. I mean, do you really think that this guy doesn't hit the I.L. at least one more time before
2: uh, season's <laughs> over? Especially with the way that the Dodgers <laughs> <laughs> manipulate this thing. And that's just what I was going to say. Yeah, he's been better than I expected. Not the Kershaw of old, you know, but mm-hmm. he's been better than I expected him to be. Once again, he's striking out about a batter per inning. ERA's a little high, 3.4 when generally you, you, I think he's, you want him. But three-quarters of a run lower you were hoping for in the Kershaw of old. His whip is as good as it's mm-hmm. ever been. He doesn't walk anybody. So that's fine. But that's my issue here. When's the next IL IELTS coming and how long is it? I could take a, a Kenta Maeda IL that we miss a start maybe too. Who cares? You know, but is it going to be a six weeks off and somewhere in late July, August? That's the issue. That's always going to be my issue with Kershaw. And also, if the Dodgers run away with that division, are they going to pull the old, uh, you know, what the Red Sox used to do, the Yankees used to do it as well? Well, you know what? He's not hurt, but, you know, three-week break in August, not a bad idea on the IL, He's got shoulder issues. You know, and you give him three, three weeks off to get him ready for the playoffs. That wouldn't shock me mm-hmm. either.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. Okay. Corey Seager, uh, any concerns about him? I mean, uh, you know, coming off uh, last year's injury, over 4 yesterday, uh, so far four home runs, 19 ribbies. Uh, basically, uh, patience with him, right? I mean, it's not like you're definitely not going to drop him. And if you try to trade him at this stage, probably not worth, you know, you're not going to be able to get uh, full value for him.
2: Yeah, you'd be selling low. You know, if you're mm-hmm. going to trade him right now, uh, the RBIs are fine. All right, so that's one category he's doing well for you. The four home runs, uh, yeah, sure, you like see a little bit, uh, a little bit more out of that. But once again, I think it's he's uh, another guy who's going to be a much better second half player than first half player. So I'd buy. I wouldn't have a problem mm-hmm. buying him if I can. get He's going to sell him for cheap. I'll buy. I don't think you can't sell because I think you're selling low. You won't get value for him. So I think you're. Let's say you don't want him in your lineup. Maybe you have another shortstop. You know, maybe Marcus Semien, you want to throw him out in there for a week and wait for uh, Seeger. I'm okay with that, too, but I'm not releasing mm-hmm. him. And like I said you probably can't sell him for value, so I'm not selling him either.
1: Right. Uh, you brought up this guy earlier in the show. Uh, Astros beat the Red Sox 7-3. to Corbin Martin yesterday, four innings pitched, uh, four walks, five hits, uh, no strikeouts. Uh, also, was having some problems with his command in the minors this season. Four point one walk per nine. Do you think he sticks, or he's going to have to pitch uh, better to, to stick with this with this club?
2: Do I think he sticks? Uh, that's an interesting question, and certainly not easy. I think when it comes to uh, Corbin Martin, all right. I like, I do like Corbin Martin. I mentioned he's there's the number two prospect as far as pitching in the Astros organization. All right, so this is not some, uh, you know, some nobody. This is a, a prospect, a top prospect that they, uh, they want to do well. Whitley is their number mm-hmm. one. Right, there's very little right. doubt that Whitley is their number one. Uh, he's 23 years old. Pitching Fenway Park, uh, that's rough. For your second start, that's rough. Your first road start Gosh. there. I'm actually I'm <laughs> yes, a second road start. Old uh, so that, that's not easy. You know, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a break for yesterday's start. You mentioned four innings, uh, three runs on two in The four walks are probably most concerning of everything, along with no strikeouts. I'm going to give him a break mm-hmm. there. Does he stick? Well, that really depends on, A, how well he pitches. He needs to do better than yesterday, right? No doubt he needs needs to do better than yesterday. Yes. And, you know, does, does somebody else figure it out, right? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. McHugh, we know Cole's not going and Verlander's not going anywhere. Does someone else figure out? Does someone push him out? Uh, does somebody but- really pitch better in the minors? So there's a lot of questions. My guess would be no, I don't think he'll stick. There you go. All right, we'll be back. Finish off the show. More baseball.
1: Fantasy Sports Today, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports today. Joe and George Kurtz, and the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle. So, uh, hey, Mike Trout's a pretty decent player, uh, George, no? He's not bad. I've heard of him. Hit, he's not and, bad. Damn. <laughs> hit his uh, 250th home run, and he's the uh, sixth American League player to hit 250 home runs before uh, turning 28 years old. God, you got to hope that the Angels could just surround them with some better players.
2: I agree. As a baseball fan, I agree with you. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I completely agree. They have no next to no pitching there. Uh, maybe Otani next year when he can pitch again, maybe that turns around. He did it at a home run last night, Otani. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a shame. It really is a shame for a big market team. They've made mistakes with the guys. They do hand out contracts to Pujols, uh, mm-hmm. Josh Hamilton, when they took on that contract. It's like, oh, my God. But you, you would hope they surround it with some talent. But, I mean, think about it, Joe. Best case scenario— they're, what, two, three years away? If everything works out, mm. that's the best-case scenario, right? So then they're not going to compete until twenty one, twenty two, Right.
1: Then he'll beat the, you know, 30-31. Trout will. So, uh, man. Uh, but the Angels beat the Royals 6-3 to last night. I mentioned uh, Mike Trout home run. You mentioned Otani home run. Uh What's going on with this uh, closing situation with the Angels? Uh, Ty Buttrey got the save last night, but worked 1.2 innings. Uh, Hansel Robles uh, seems to have uh, taken over as the closer. But Buttrey, uh, uh I think he has what it probably takes to be the closer. But they like, uh, well, from what I was reading, they like the versatility that he gives, almost like uh, with with Hayter, with uh, the Brewers kind of being a little reluctant because they like the fact that he
2: could pitch more than an inning. I think he just said it. Not, not really, nothing more for me to add there. You really mm-hmm. said just what uh, what's going on on the, the closing situation. Right. I think we're going, one thing we're going to see here uh, with a, a lot of teams in the in the future, maybe some this year, some next year, and, and so on. Uh, you notice that we got we got openers now for uh, teams that don't have enough starters. Well, I think for teams right. that don't have a true closer, that don't have an Aroldis Chapman, Kenley, Jansen, uh, you know, at the top closer, Edwin Diaz, and so on. I think what you're going to see now is teams that are going to realize, you know what, we shouldn't have one guy dedicated for the ninth inning. The bullpen should be right. open to pitching whenever I need them. You know, whenever I need because if my best bullpen reliever, if I need him to pitch in the seventh inning because that's when the game's on the line, first and second, one out, or that's on the top of the uh, you know the two, three, four batters are coming up. Then guess what? That's when that reliever's is pitching. I think you're going to see more teams do this. I think this is what the Angels are doing. That they're going to use mm-hmm. their pitchers when they feel it fits them best. It's listen, baseball wise, it's the smart thing to do. It'll piss off the right. agents and piss off the players because you can't make money with holes. You know, you, you need right. those saves. That it's the, the save statistic may be the worst in professional sports. It really may be the stupidest statistic we have. You know, but fantasy wise, we have to have it right because it's a category. So we need to play to, mm-hmm. uh, to it. We have to. We don't have an, uh, an issue here. But I do wonder, Joe, mm-hmm. is uh, if you're going to see more and more teams that don't have that ace closer that name closer? what is? Uh, Boutre's agent going to go yell at uh, Los Angeles for not having him close? Is uh, is that what Robles' agent going to do? No, there's no standing there. You don't have it. So for teams mm-hmm. that don't have that ace guy, that ace reliever, I wonder if more and more of these teams aren't going to name a closer. You know, it'd be called uh, both right. by committee, which means the guys can pitch anywhere. I think more and more teams are going to do that, which is going to, I mean, kill us fantasy owners trying to figure this out mm-hmm. on a day game-by-game basis. Well, what we're going
1: to have to do is, uh, you know— uh, amend the rules to our leagues and, and you're going to have to, you know, evolve with the game of baseball and maybe combine. I already play in a league where we're combining holds and saves as a category. I mean, you, you, it's going to get to the point where you can have saves as the primary you know, reliever category.
2: I, listen. I like that. I don't play any leagues that have that currently. I have in the past that have so uh, saves and holds as one, uh, saves plus mm-hmm. holds. But I like that. I think that's the way it should. I think that's actually the way it should be. Once again, it opens mm-hmm. up and more. Uh, it opens up the player pool, right? So you now you don't have to worry yeah. about you know my gut is there's only thirty closers and you know four teams start the season going by committee. That's twenty six closers. You know I, I didn't get one or I didn't get three, whatever it might be. It opens up the player pool. Right, to eighth mm-hmm. inning guys, the seventh inning guys. I think uh, in fantasy, if uh, especially if my theory is correct, that more teams go with uh, uh, that that go with uh, committee and now not going to have a, a set ninth inning guy. I don't think we'll have a choice. We'll have to do that.
1: Right, absolutely. Uh, so Griffin Canning. Uh, for the Angels yesterday, seven innings, uh, no runs, 5Ks, one walk. Uh, What do you think about him? Is he more a guy that you could roster, but you don't automatically put him in your lineup every week? I mean, mean, you take a look, try to make it like as, you know, matchup-based as possible. I mean, obviously this was a favorable matchup against the Royals. I mean, uh, what do you think about Griffin uh, Canning?
2: He's probably a little bit more than a matchup guy to me. A little bit more. He's close to a matchup mm-hmm. guy, but a little bit more. Maybe I have some faith in him. Uh, once again, right. a prospect. You know, they are expecting some things from team can hit. So I'm not. Ta- I'm, it's not like starting a Miami guy where oh God wins. Good luck. You know. Uh, yeah. it's not gonna. Have, uh, that, you know, it's, uh, they'll win some games. They do have some offense there uh, when teams decide to pitch the trout. Which, by the way, I would never pitch the trout. Calhoun mm-hmm. wants to beat me Simmons wants to beat me Pools wants to beat me Fine I'm not letting Trout beat me That's not happening uh, mm-hmm. Take your base, Mike uh, You want to go try and steal second? Good luck to you uh, But I'm not pitching to the man I just don't I don't see why teams would do that Not, not on that team But as for Canning Like I said he, He's the kind of guy uh, I don't mind picking up See if it's uh You know, it's a true breakout year He's going to be fantastic I don't think it lasts long term I think he's a guy He'll end up churning At the bottom of my roster But I'm starting him mm-hmm. for
1: now Right all right, uh, and just another name of note from this game, Nicky Lopez. We talked about him earlier. Was over four yesterday, uh, but uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of bits put in on him. Uh, this weekend. Uh, Pirates beat the Padres 7-2. We spoke about Josh Bell being white hot, three for four, two home runs, now has 14 on the year. Uh, Gregory Polanco, one for five with his fourth home run. Uh, Triple slash for Gregory Polanco, 295, 353, 538. Have you you seen enough out of this guy where you'd want to uh, possibly trade for him? Uh, Maybe not your, I mean, the, the name recognition might not allow you to trade two uh, you know, a buy low on him. But uh, what do you think about the rest of the season outlook for uh, Gregory Polanco?
2: Yeah, listen, anybody's tradable either one way or the other. Either I'll acquire or I'll sell depending on what the price is, right? If I, have, mm-hmm. if I own Mike Trout, he's tradable if someone wants to pay me for him. You know, it's like a Polanco. My- he's tradable if someone wants to sell light. I'll certainly listen. Uh, I'm not looking to acquire him, but I do like what I'm seeing there. I mean, he's hitting some bombs as far as home runs. Once again, another guy who may have figured it out just took some time right and i'm I'm never i'm never surprised by that joe baseball is a tough tough game you know in my mind the hardest thing to do in professional sports is round ball round bat hitting it hard it's going 95 98 miles now they change speeds on you and you're worried about not getting killed i mean all that it's it's incredibly (laughs) difficult not everybody is going to figure it out when they first come up some guys are going to take some time here that's why uh you know I guess it's more keeper and dynasty things, but you need to be patient with these guys. You know, people, it's May 7th, May 19th, and we are running out of patience. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you can't do that in baseball. You, you need to give these guys time. It's a long season marathon, not a sprint, as we like to say. So you, you have to be patient. But I, I do understand why people aren't. I get it. We're a reactionary bunch of fantasy owners.
1: Yep. Uh, Yankees uh, lost to the Rays 2-1, uh, hung out in first place for a day. That was an 11-inning game. But uh, what do you hear about Masahiro Tanaka hit, hit by a comebacker on the shin, shin contusion? Uh, thankfully, X-ray's negative. But do you think he makes his next start?
2: I mean, keep in mind, uh, when he was removed from the game, but it was also a 3 through 88 pitches, 6-8. I don't know if he was coming back anyway especially the way Boone's mm-hmm. been managing this bullpen, managing his starters, where he takes them out really early. You know, so right. was pitching fantastic. Uh, when it comes to Tanaka, he's rediscovered his split finger. He's throwing it on a different plane mm-hmm. now. When he was throwing it higher in the zone, it wasn't dropping enough. Now he's had to, learn he's got to throw it lower in the zone because he doesn't have as big a drop, and things are going well again. I have not heard nice any analysis, reports yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and then, Joe. Every now and then. <laughs> uh <laughs> As far as as Tanaka, all the reports, (laughs) the extras are negative. I think he's okay. The Yankees uh, do not have an off day this week. They play four in Baltimore, three in in KC. So his next start will be Thursday afternoon against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I would assume he makes it right now. Now, if you're asking me, if this is 24 hours from now, we're actually close to that. Well, I a 1 o'clock game tomorrow. So pretty much 24 hours from now. And I'm in a weekly lineup, and I need to make a decision. I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, I would probably edge on the uh, side of caution course and say maybe he doesn't make it. It is Baltimore. The Yankees mm-hmm. might feel they can get by with Louis Sessler in that game, who I believe would right. start. Or if he doesn't, or Jonathan Lasagna, they might decide to do that. So uh, you might want to be careful here. And generally, I don't like risking zeros, so I probably would sit him. But from everything I'm hear- hearing so far, once again, haven't heard really all that much. I imagine we'll hear more during the Yankee game today. We'll, know, we'll certainly know by tomorrow. But uh, I think he's okay as of right now. If I hear anything before the end of, uh, you know, the next show, we can the weekend fantasy update. We will certainly tell you.
1: There you go. And I love the fact that you and I have both resigned to uh, call uh, Los Vegas lasagna. It's uh, <laughs> I believe it's Las Vegas. meat lasagna, but, uh, man. I I could go a uh, little uh, little, uh, little uh, meat lasagna. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You had some pizza before. Now you get into the lasagna. You know how to
2: live there, George. Oh, I, love, you know how I love Italian food, bro, man. I love Italian food. <laughs> Little meat, lasagna, layers, some cheese. Oh, <laughs> hungry.
1: Uh, uh, Aaron Judge. Still no timetable with this guy. Uh, and uh, you're getting concerned because they say that when he comes back, he's really not going to be 100% this oblique injury. You know, you, you had Carlos Beltran uh, kind of explain that he's had the same injury, and it takes a while for you to heal. Even when you're, you're clear to, to play you know, baseball, to get involved in all baseball activities, you're just not yourself. So uh,
2: concerns? The two injuries you don't want a batter to have – are anything with the hands and the wrist and the oblique, you know, because this isn't the swings, violent. there's no way of uh, stopping that. The swing is violent. There's really no way to, for you to know if that injury is healed until you start swinging violent again, which means it's very in, right. very easy to re-injure. So I think the Yankees, they're lucky. The fact where they have came out of first place, they're playing so well without these guys, they can afford to give Judge the time he needs. And right now, it's May 19th. You're certainly not going to see him until mid-June, at the the very earliest right now. But you said there is no update. He has not yet begun baseball activities. You know, so Mm -hmm. you're still waiting. So he's able to do some weight room work, do some running, but he can't. He's not doing any baseball activities. So we're still waiting there. And before we get to the other Yankees, uh, before you ask me, Stanton, uh, he's expected to begin a a rehab assignment tomorrow. So, hey, mm-hmm. you might see Stanton before the end of uh, end of May, early June if uh, he doesn't suffer any setbacks. I understand that's a big if with Stanton. Uh, Didi Gregorius also starting a rehab assignment yeah, tomorrow. that's, that's he's, encouraging, man. Yeah. And he's going to start it at shortstop, which which means mm. uh, he's not ahead of schedule. He's right on schedule. Uh, Didi believes he going to start earlier. But uh, he's going to start at shortstop, which is a good sign, which means the Yankees believe he's, his throwing is fine. Uh, you'll see Didi mm-hmm. in three weeks. And, by the way, once Didi could, gets called up, the Yankees are actually being a roster crunch, because you think about it. Uh, Didi's going to play short. Torres is going to play second. LeMayu has to play. I mean, uh, I don't know what happens there. Do they DH him? Does Ursh- Does he play over Urshela? Urshela has to play. He's been damn good. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So the Yankees are actually oh being God. a roster crunch. It, Where would they be, be without Urshela? <laughs> yeah. has been absolutely great. Great find by uh, Cashman. Uh, more injuries mm-hmm. for the Yankees. Paxton. You know, it looks like he's. Uh, they expect him to return either in Baltimore. Which, by the way, if Tanaka couldn't pitch Thursday, you could easily see Paxson slide in there. That wouldn't be the biggest mm-hmm. shock. But uh, I think it's not good pitches. But uh, they expect Paxton to return either the, the, on the road trip, either in Baltimore, uh, sometime Monday to Thursday, or over the weekend in Kansas City. So once again, uh, in the weekly lineup league, I'm probably not activating him. Let's see him start first, and I'll go from there. Uh, but I do mm-hmm. like the idea of him starting versus Kansas City or Baltimore, for that matter, but that he's on his way to returning as well. So the Yankees are getting healthier, theoretically – you know, the next three weeks, they could be pretty close to full strength outside of Judge and Severino. But Tantish could be back mm-hmm. within that time frame as well. Right. Uh, just
1: looking at a few uh, pitchers here on the uh, DFS uh, lineup slot here at uh, DraftKings. Got some uh, big-name guys uh, pitching today. Uh, Chris Sale, we had spoken about, 11,200 against Houston at home. Uh, and then we uh, we spoke about Ryu for the Dodgers uh, uh, in Cincinnati, ten thousand seven hundred, and uh, Noah Syndergaard ten thousand four uh, uh, in Miami, uh, Chris Morton of uh, Tampa Bay ten thousand one hundred, Bieber nine thousand against Baltimore. What, what are you thinking here? Do you have any uh, any yeah. favorites today?
2: Well, it's Charlie Morton, not Chris Morton. I don't know. Chris Morton what are you thinking? Football? Uh, Charlie I Morton, think I was. SDN yeah, yeah, day. yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Football's all year long. All year long football. I know. Football never goes away. I can't away. get it out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as for today's DFS, for, uh, once again, if you're doing a draft kings, you got to get two pitchers going today. Uh, I mean, I, 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 like, I do like Charlie Morton. I do for the price. Mm-hmm. And once again, uh, you think about it. The Yankees can't hit right now. They've done no hitting in this entire series other than the ninth inning against the bullpen on Friday night. Yeah, They had one run mm-hmm. yesterday. That run was scored on a wild pitch. They looked awful yesterday. Uh, so I'm going to consider Charlie Morton for $10,100. He's one of the cheaper things. Bieber at 9000 I could think about him. I like Woodruff, but 8300 against against Atlanta. Atlanta's a decent hitting team. Probably not going to go that direction there, but he's someone I could look at as well. Uh, I tell you one thing, one thing I'm not starting, I'm not going anywhere near Fulton Avich today. 7,700 cheap, mm. but man, he's been awful this year. God Yes, he awful. has, yes. Has, he has, but I think, I think he's still hurt. I don't think he's completely healthy there, so I think that's something you're going to have to uh, figure out here. Oh, you know, I'm seeing a check checkmark near, near, next to Chad Green. Are the Yankees going with the opener today? Is Chad Green starting this game? My guess is that's what's going on. It means nothing with the Yes, I would think Pointed so. it out there mm-hmm. today. Yeah, I think Chad Green's mm-hmm. starting for the Yankees today. So the Yankees are going to go with a uh, an opener and a bullpen game. Should be intriguing. I, th- I would think Jonathan mm-hmm. Lasagna or Luis Sessa comes in after him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. hmm uh, Yep. You're right. If, uh, Yankees have had uh, uh, problem scoring runs recently. But the Gio, the guy that they brought up saying, hey, all glove, no bat. <laughs> it's just proving him wrong.
2: Well, you know, Gio was a prospect. People forget he was a prospect. And then but he mm-hmm. ended up being, he couldn't look like he couldn't hit. Well, he made adjustments. He made adjustments. Mm-hmm. And now we he can he can drive the ball too. He's hitting great. Listen, he looks like a find, you know, for the Yankees here. Well, they may have something here. And uh mm-hmm. you know, I when Andrew Hart comes back next year, I don't think it'll be as a third baseman anymore.
1: Interesting, interesting. All right, so everyone, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, George. Good job by uh the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle. Good luck on the waiver wire this weekend. And we'll see you next week right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Stay tuned for Weekend Fantasy Update with George Camp.